top of the world where we have a bunch of kids who are making out in their cars. They're parking. They kids are, are parking. They're necking. They're parking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, really- parking to the left. They park it to the right. Oh, that's for anybody who knows that song, Stroking. You're welcome, kids. I used to have a guy that used to sing that at karaoke. Killed me. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the the final final girl. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Terry and this is Julia. This week we are talking about 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. The title of this episode is New Wave European Circus Fantastique. Fantastique. Très chic. The tagline for this movie, the greatest show on Earth, just not of Earth. I like it. Oh, correct. That's actually yeah. really good. Yeah, because like you could get away with just the greatest show on earth, which is boring but serviceable. But then you add that little bit in your end, you go, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So this was written by the in, uh, written and directed by the infamous Chiodo brothers, Charles, Stephen, and Edward, who also designed all of the clown everything. They like the design yeah. of this movie is out of control. Uh, their names are like every other name in the opening credits is their names. <laughs> yes, yeah, which I always love because you're like, oh, it's like a family affair. Which uh, you know we love the Adams family, who are a group of filmmakers, and it's like being able to make art with your siblings uh is 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 lovely uh they also for fun uh they also design the critters so you know oh that checks out yeah yeah. they make creepy things they're good at making Mm -hmm. creepy kind of cute but kind of terrible things i like it yeah i like it too uh they also have a fantastic this movie opens with a theme song this killer clowns theme song i love a theme song i love a theme song it's very like a musical theater improv like vibe to me do you know what i mean that we're like or like the beginning of like a really good sketch where they give you the song about what's going to happen and you're like Mm -hmm. okay i'm super prepared like i know exactly what i'm getting this is going to be a little kitschy a little campy uh and very 80s and wonderful and i get all of that because of this wonderful intro song so before I was a gorehound, uh, there was a period where I was just a scaredy cat kid, and I was in Florida visiting for the summer. My parents over were at a friend of uh, my uncle Johnny, not really my uncle, but uncle Johnny, my parents' yeah. best friend, at his house. He's got crazy film uh, love, which now I can appreciate. We watched Forbidden Zone together; it was fantastic. But when I was a kid, like he showed, uh, he was showing them this movie and also showing them Eraserhead, and I somehow like snuck in for a bit of both of those and just oh, no. terrible, awful. Like I was just terrified. Julia, so how this- did you get past this? Like this, I didn't know this part about you. Like I always feel like you've been fearless your whole life. No, there was. I mean, I, I Freddy Krueger used to give me horrible nightmares. So it wasn't until I started reading Stephen King when I read Pet Cemetery and then I watched the movie for Pet Cemetery at like. 12, 11, that's when it started to like become a gore thing. But before, yeah, there was a period where I was not. Uh, so I have specific memories of, of this film really scaring me. So it's great to watch it now from this other side of the coin 
which I haven't watched it since then, um, to be like, oh, okay, this is, you know, as a grown up and a gore hound, like, oh, okay, I appreciate this now. I see what they're going yeah. for. And I give it's this movie. Really, it's 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 a B movie, totally right. Truly and it had a you know movie, yeah, low like, budget and popcorn, literally. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I appreciate this design and this idea. Like they're really fucking going for something different. And I'm like, I I really like it. The production design. I have multiple notes in my notes for this episode about how much I love the production design for this movie. It, it it's really well done. There's so many little yeah. pieces that like you get little payoffs later. You know, like between the puppet shows and all that stuff, too. Like, super fun. Yeah. So we are on t Team Chiodo for this movie because uh, they're really having fun. And I think that that's what they know what they're doing. They get what this movie is. And I think that makes a big difference. And they're all having fun with this genre and being able to play around in this kind of B-movie genre, I think, is really fun. For sure. And so, yeah. When you start off in the in the in the, in the story, there's a guy with groceries walking across the street, and we get the setup right away of what kind of this town is dealing with, like the cops versus everyone else, kind of, <laughs> and the regular people. The cops don't seem to like anybody, um, and the kids in the town, all the like party years and the like young folk wanting to have a good time on a Friday night, don't seem to like the cops trying to harsh on their fun. So you see a guy with groceries and this beard, it just says beer. I love that. Like yeah. on the side of the can. I was like, yes, like, I love yeah. a generic beer can. Just tell me it's beer. <laughs> like repo, man. You're just like everything is just generic. Uh, we have so we have the the good cop, bad cop kind of scenario. We have Curtis yep. Mooney, who's played by John Vernon, who is the hard ass goddamn whippersnapper kids, like just playing it to the hilt. Uh, and then you have Dave Hansen, which is the rookie uh, played by John Allen Nelson, which is just no, we got to give everybody a chance, man. You got to mellow out. You can't He's be trying to change up. the guard from inside. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, it's Dude, not going to work. Gonna work. <laughs> they change you. The cops change you. You can't change the cops. Uh, and then we ha we uh, fast forward over to the makeout point, top of the world, where we have a bunch of kids who are making out in their cars. They're parking. Uh, they kids are, are parking. They're necking. They're parking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're parking to the left. They park it to the right. Oh, that's for anybody who knows that song, Stroken. You're welcome, kids. I used to have a guy that used to sing that at karaoke. Killed me. All right. So... They're parking, they're making out, and they're having a good little fun, little fun out there. But these brilliant guys, uh, the Terenzi brothers, decide to bring an ice cream truck up to Makeout Point because they think that's where they can sell ice cream. But it's also because they brought some ladies un unawares that they were going to go up to the top of the world mm -hmm. that they thought they could just lure with by giving them ice cream to make out with them. They're like, this is how we're going to get all the girls. These guys have a lot of bad ideas. I imagine they they're very much inspired by the Kyoto, Kyoto brothers yeah. who made this movie. The Terenzi brothers, I feel like, are very much them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of adorable. And it reminded me a little bit of uh, Once Bitten, we have like ice cream truck slash makeout point kind of scene. Uh, they ha We see our, our heroes. We have Debbie Stone, played by Suzanne Snyder, and uh, Grant Kramer as Mike Tobacco quite a name. And uh -huh. they are making out on an inflatable tent in the back, or an inflatable raft in the back of his car and i was like okay i haven't seen that one before inflatable raft all right i'm sure well, it's comfy before like inflatable like mattresses i think became like super in vogue i think this is, would be the move right because i feel wrong, like what's wrong with just a blanket um a little mattress is nice for the pushing a little cushion <laughs> uh, i was so like this... i don't i don't think you've gone camping as much as i have julia but it, it does no. make a difference okay no i have not <laughs> i have not i do not camp i know i've seen too many horror movies to camp uh, yeah. Suddenly, we all see a comet going by, and then it turns into this shades of uh, Jordy Verrill from Creepshow, this coot who has seen the 
comment and says, Ooh, I'm going to go check out what this is. I mean, I love this man because he's on the porch. It's very okay. Blue Bayou um, mm. in Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, y'all. He's yeah. the old man on the porch with his dog. I was like, Oh yeah. my God. It's literally like they went and rode through the ride and like they pulled it out of the ride and just put it in this movie. It's brilliant. So yeah, he, he he's walking out there with his puppy Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Uh, the, and again, this design of having your spaceship look like a circus tent. Awesome. It's brilliant. And uh, but, uh, you know, the old man and his little Pooh Bear, his little Basset Hound is walking out there and he's like, oh, circus. OK, cool. Like maybe I can get a ticket. And, you know, just like so sweet. I love him just giving us all this exposition, just telling us what he's doing as he's walking around, talking to his dog. I love this conceit. Um, and he tries to um, fight the tent because the tent steals his dog. All of a sudden, and he uh, hits the tent and it just feels like he just ends up hurting his hand. It's like rock stone. And uh, he touches like the side wires that are holding it. And he thinks like he can break it apart because he's mad at it for taking his dog. But that's just very ill-conceived and it just shocks him. And it's not not going to go well for our, 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 our uh, bellwether friend here. No, this is exposition our first- man. Exposition, yep. exposition farmer. Uh, and we so we fight, get our first glimpse at the terrifying clown who shoots him with a very well-designed ray gun. Yes. Very awesome. I, uh, uh, then we have uh, some, some punks who are being brought into the police station being arrested for drinking wine in public. On the, you go, they weren't uh, even okay. drinking it. They were walking back to their dorms with it from the store. I feel like this is like police officer. I was like, this is the worst like police brutality. Like he's just like shaking down kids because he's just like, oh, they all deserve it. They're all criminals. I know, but so. I think it's also a thing of you're being in a small town and you literally have nothing to do. It's like, okay, well, I can just arrest people for stupid stuff because then I actually get stuff done as opposed to just sitting around. Yeah, he's making his own beat. But Dave, the the younger cop, the good cop in the scenario is advocating for them like, hey, like they're fine. Like, you know, and, and uh, it sounds like the um, old cop Booney doesn't like that these kids are in town because they're ruining his town. Um, so you get like, oh, you guys aren't from here kind of mentality from right. uh, Mooney. They're outsiders. They're, they're from away, as they say. Uh, yeah. So we... Of Debbie and Mike that go to find the tent, uh, the new wave European circus fantastique looking tent, and the ship interior, chef's kiss, so awesome. Gorge. Gorge. It's just so much fun because you don't get this kind of bright, fun design in a horror movie very often. So it feels very juxtaposed to what you normally see, like dark and dank and gross. And you're like, oh, it's, it looks kind of fun. And that that's- like looks clean. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's kind of like a you know like a spider trap where you're like, oh, this looks really fun, and like, I re- what's down here? Something cool is going to be down here because it looks could, like a circus. And everybody gets compelled every time they're near it. They're like, they want to get further into it, even though you're like, you know, you probably shouldn't be because it's weird. Like yeah. it's this random tent is in the little, literally in the middle of the woods where you thought you saw a comet land or something. Um, but all of a sudden they end up in this other room and it looks like a cotton candy factory. And they realize real quick that this is not a cotton candy factory, um, and it, you know, Debbie's got this idea. She's like, I don't believe in UFOs necessarily, but uh, this is looking a lot like a UFO to me um, because this is not just cotton candy. They pull, pull that open and dig it, try to dig into it. And they see a face in the cotton candy and it's one of their friends and they freak out and they try to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that the this this all the ship seems to be the power supply uh, is all popcorn based. Because it yeah. goes up to like moves levers and stuff. And it's just based on the power of popcorn, which I very much enjoy. I believe in the power of popcorn. The power of popcorn compels us. Yes. <laughs> Propels uh, us. <laughs> and they they have a popcorn 
a gun which they shoot onto both of them uh, which is genius because popcorn it's just going to lead you straight to them it's like a trail of breadcrumbs that's just going to fall off as they're going so you can just follow them super easy they Correct. make a I mean, hunting dog out of a balloon animal yes and all of a sudden the balloon animates itself and starts falling i was like oh no that balloon dog's a real dog oh no so they put that balloon dog to work um, and Mike and Deb barely escape. Um, Debbie wants to go to the police. And Mike's like, why do we want to go to the police? She's like, I just, I know one of them. He's, he'll, he'll trust me. So um, the clowns head to town very slowly. This is also creepy, like zombie style, where it's just like, they're just moving really slowly. Mm-hmm. But you know, eventually it's just going to come and get you. Um, they tell Officer Dave, uh, Deb's friend, about like the, these these cotton candy cocoons that they found. And th- th- they sound like crazy people. And Micah told her, like, we're going to sound crazy telling anybody this story. Like, no one's going to believe us. But she's like, no, we got to tell him. Of course, Mooney walks in and hears the story. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is all bullshit. Like, they're just you guys are all these kids are on drugs, basically. They do sound kind of like they're on drugs, of course. And uh, they so, he, you know, Dave's willing to help. But we and we get these these uh, cuts to the uh, how the clowns are kind of destroying, going through and destroying the town. Great we little have, kills. Yeah. Puppet some fun kill. kills. Puppet, puppet show. show. Kill. Tell us about the puppet show kill, Terry. Oh, my God. Well, there's a, a little puppet show pops up on the side of the road. And this guy's like, oh, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this pop up, pop up, puppet show, pop up puppets. And so they they look one of them kind of looks like him a little bit. And the other one's like the clown. And then all of a sudden, the scenario that the little puppet clown does and he like vaporizes this person, he actually pops up out of that pup, puppet, the the puppet uh, show little little thing pops from the puppet show thing. <laughs> and it shoots him real good with the laser gun and turns him into a cotton candy right there in front of him. So uh, if you saw a pop-up puppet show on the side of the road mysteriously late at night, would you go look no, at it? I walk by it real fast. Even the guy at, at uh, Hollywood Bowl, I adore him out there with his little puppet that he sings along, but I walk real fast right past that. Okay. It's very terrifying to me. Yeah. Well, we live in a big city long enough that you just go, okay, <laughs> no, just keep walking. It's fine. I mean, the things I've seen on Hollywood Boulevard, I couldn't even tell you. My Correct. Goodness. Uh, so they're just turning people into these cotton candy pods, which I'm sorry, look kind of delicious. I have to say it made me want cotton if candy. If you didn't can- know that there was people, I did not make sure, me want sure. cotton candy. It made me want the opposite of wanting that cotton candy. But you do you. <laughs> But it's delicious. You know, a little candy floss never hurt nobody. Uh, the clowns are also going through the drugstore just shopping. They're just kind of like knocking shit around, but stopping. But I took a free But I like how they end up. Go on, of, the, of, of the can of the candy display in that store, and I was like, oh, "1988 candy display! Oh my gosh!" I was very but happy I, with that. I like how they got lured in there because there was like a little like weird like gorilla like um like uh animatronic like you know gorillas waving out front like dressed mm-hmm. like a clown, and they're like, "Oh, that's a buddy!" And they like try to emulate him, and they end up like using that like getting to lure people in and pretending like they're like the same thing to lure them in. But yeah, they are it's... actually shopping. They are just yeah. going around putting stuff on the counter that they want. So, like, and you have the, the pharmacist huddled in the back. Uh, and there's a, we have the big top burger. We have a little girl who the clown is about to lure outside her sweater, by the way, this lavender unicorn and hearts thing. Like, I would have killed for that in elementary school. Yeah. That was like the epitome of, yes, of of, mm-hmm. of 80s goodness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Her whole vibe. And so she's getting lured as she's like at this like Chuck E. Cheese looking pizza place. Um, so it looks like there should be clowns out there anyway. So she's like, oh, yeah, this is like part of the entertainment here. And she tries to go out and like she's lured by this clown. But her mom's like, no, you haven't eaten your dinner yet. You have to eat that first before you can go outside and play. And the clown's like, wah, wah. It's like, oh, little Aww. girl, you have no idea. You just got your ass saved. 
all all the cars on the top of the world have been cotton candied. They find out, uh, and the phone starts the phone starts to come into the to the police station about all, all these clown things that are happening. Clown and of course, sightings. Curtis, and of course, Curtis uh, Mooney, the the cop, is just thinks it's all a joke. Like the town is playing a big joke on it, and it's this kind of. You see this a lot in horror movies where like, oh, oh, I see. Like, it's all a joke on me. And I'm like, what kind of conspiracy? How much time do you think people spend conspiring behind your back to fuck with you? Because this would be a town-wide conspiracy. And I think, sir, you're not that important. <laughs> you know? Correct. But you were the only star of your show. And sometimes uh, he, this gentleman, for sure, I think suffers from uh, thinking he is overly important himself. Yes. Right? Like, that's definitely his shit the whole time. And so, uh, yeah, I love this. Also, the biker gang like yeah. scene that happens. Like, so there's uh -huh. this one clown that like rides a little tricycle up to this biker gang outside this like biker bar, and they taunt him because like he's riding this little bike, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, little clown. And one of the bikers asks, like, can I ride your bike? And the clown's like, nah, like nah. And uh, so the man just smashes his freaking bike, which is kind of fucked up. Yep. But I was like, oh, I guess you're in a biker gang. That's kind of maybe maybe that's what you do. You shake people up. And that little clown and he's like looks at the little clown and taunts him some more and says, what are you going to do? Th like throw my block off? And what? Well, yes. Yes, sir. Yes. This little baby clown looking look, little tiny mini clown is going to knock your block off. Literally punts his head off yeah. the top of his <laughs> head. It's so good. Body. Punch someone's head off. Excellently yeah. done. Uh, we also have another clown who's on an invisible motorcycle, which I very much enjoy. Uh, just random. And these, you know, these kills are fun. So it's just kind of you have this, you know, a plot of, oh, Debbie and Dave and Mike are going to solve the mystery. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But these clown, these clown bits, that's the fun bit, right? You just watch. That's people. the best part is these clowns wreaking havoc. And that, like, what other creative way are they going to kill somebody? Because they're just using all the implements of the circus and stuff, too, or like just like their little like clown, clown toys and stuff to lure people in. And so, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it works because I, th I feel like almost anybody would be charmed, right? We have a scene, too, where there's a bunch of people to bust up and one of the clowns starts doing these uh, shadow puppet animals on the wall. And, like, if you're just waiting for the bus, you would be like, oh, this is kind of fun. The entertainment. Distracting me while I'm just standing here. Uh, so I think it's a very good ploy to get people to get close to you in order, in order to destroy you. Uh, so the, they come, Dave, they pull up just in time where they see the big shadow puppet animal eat the crowd of people Genius. and then finally dave's like oh this shit's real because yeah. he was kind of on the fence like but now he's seen some evidence like he, and so now he sounds crazy so he goes back to like calls you know tries to radio into mooney like hey guy like let's legit like you guys need mm -hmm. to call like the national guard you need to call somebody like we need reinforcements here like stat like we got to take these clowns out mooney's still not buying it still doesn't no. believe it but of no, course, and he is, stop uh -huh. answering the phone. And I think uh, my favorite line of his in this movie, if I can make it through Korea, I can make it through this bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like encapsulate who this guy is in one sentence. I'm like, oh, OK, it all makes sense now. It checks out then. Right. And that's why you, you think this, the conspiracy stuff, too. I think he's dealing with some yeah. like PTSD stuff as well, unfortunately. Um, and so, um, the you know, the guys had gone off on their own, but they left Debbie home alone saying that she'd be safer there. But what they didn't realize is that all those little popcorn bits that had followed them were actually like seeds, those little kernels 
we're seeding more clowns and more little creepy creatures to help like attack. So while she's in the shower, the little creepy things are in her hamper because she threw off her clothes and had all those freaking popcorn bits on it still stuck to it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're all over her bathroom. Um, one's going to live in her toilet. Another one's going to be in that medicine cabinet. And another one's like the other couple of them pop out of that hamper and she's got to contend with this. Um, and also some ended up in the dumpster because one of the clowns had thrown in the dumpster behind like the the little burger joint. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's like, uh oh, like a, a guy gets just dumpster dive bird murder, which that one was fun. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, a good way to reproduce. Right. You just have these little seeds that you can you can put wherever and like more clowns, hundreds of more clowns at stat. No problem. Um, so we have uh, a clown that comes into the police station. And of course, Mooney was like, you fucking asshole and this fucking joke. And I'm just going to uh, handcuff you, handcuffs him. And then his you think his gloves come off, but then actually just his hands come off the clowns. Yeah. And he yeah. locks him up in the cell with the poor punk guy. Uh, wino in- punks. I was like, really? I love my little wine punks. <laughs> wino punks. <laughs> Yes, wino punks. So he locks them in the cell with these wine punks and um, they are like, oh, what are you in here for, man? And, you know, these clowns have never have not said a one word. They don't actually talk uh, English at all. No, they, they do have a weird alien language. Alien, alien language. language. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Dave ends up shooting the clown uh, in the one that he was with the shadow monster in the in the nose in this big red clown nose. Uh, glitter flies out and then it like turns into a green diamond and spins and explode, which is pretty great. And I was like, well, that's, I love that's the way you kill them. I love that glitter. Flies take out, out the nose. Yeah, I love that. That's great. It's very smart. Uh, there's a giant parade float where they're now they're going through the town and collecting all of the pods that of, of their delicious cotton candy bloody nonsense and this design is so great because they have this like big hoover little vacuum kind of thing that's like scooping everything up like from the (laughs) hoovering it up from the front um of this big float and so it's like oh this is how they're going to collect all the bodies beautiful work and see people cowering and hiding under cars and trying to hide and get away Um, but they're they're getting almost everybody they can see um, and so um, Mooney um, ends up getting ka-chunk ka-chunk by this clown, though, in the cell. Um, the clown reaches out with this weird, like, arm thing out of his body. You're like, I don't even know what that is, where it's from. Little red and white sleeve pulls him and chunks his head against the side of the freaking um, cell um, and takes him out. Um, and, you know, Dave eventually goes back to the state, makes his way back to the station after killing the clown and figuring out how to do it and calling in for wanting to call for reinforcements. But he sees all these like crazy looking clown footprints all over the wall and leads him right back to the cells. Mm-hmm. And the cell is full of cotton candy cocoons. There's Mooney and the inmates are in there. He sees Mooney's face and he freaks the fuck out, of course, because um, uh, Mooney has now been turned into a puppet <laughs> by yeah. one of the clowns. They use him as like, I love that. I was like, ooh, body puppets creep 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 creepy and he says all we want to do is kill you like what do you mean so the alien is using mooney to speak english this is the only time we get like the alien Mm. kind of speaking english um in the whole movie to using a human to translate uh their intentions debbie is captured and put inside of a giant balloon and put into the back of a new wave fucking dope clown car uh, so in there, you know, everybody's chasing. We get now everyone is in the ice cream truck because the Terenzi brothers show back up. So they're about to head off to where else would clowns go? But the 
amusement park. Yeah. So we have this uh, poor guard who gets uh, pies, killer pies to the face that end up dissolving him into this goop of pie. Uh, pie to death with the cherry on top. That cherry on top. It's pretty. pretty but it's, the cherry on top is, as I say, a cherry on top. Uh, Uh, what a way to die by pie that's what i had too i was like oh (laughs) delicious way to go (laughs) yes uh so they all go into the fun house together the terenzi brothers are are there helping them uh helping Helping, quote-unquote like loosely i mean they got a vehicle that's that's the help they're the the getaway drivers uh nothing could be more auspicious than a clown car and ice cream truck so they yeah. they get the brothers get dropped into a ball pit and there are sexy balloon boobed clown babes. Lady clowns. Lady clowns. Can, we can haven't I seen say, any lady clowns yet. Still this we moment. hadn't. Can and I, I say like, that phrase, oh. phrase again? Sexy balloon boobed clown babes. Yeah. Yeah. They act we actually get to see the boobs inflate when we meet them. Yeah, as they talk and they're like it's like their excitement is like ooh. I mean, that'd be kind of a cool thing if you could have boobs that you could inflate at will to be the size that you want. I don't know if I would need to go much bigger than me, but I could, you know, maybe you're having like a real Dolly Parton kind of day. Honestly, dreams, dreams could happen. You know, you never know. Pump, well, sometimes pump, it, pump it up. I must, it, I must. <laughs> increase the bust. Uh, so, uh clown comes in and we we dave and uh mike are hiding in the in the pod storage room and we see a cloud comes in that drinks the blood out of one of the cotton candy pods with a delightful twisty straw a big crazy straw those are like crazy loopy loop loopy it's like the most loopity loop twisty twisty straw you've ever did loopity loop it's mm-hmm. so cute but it's also really distressing because it's drinking the juice of human people which is blood Oh, so yeah, they get Debbie out of the balloon in this room. They find her in, in the in the cocoon room. Um, and Mike wants to save others, but they're like, "We don't have time, Mike." Like he shoots her. He actually 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 shoot the balloon to get her out of there. Um, and they end up running into another room. Um, as they are running away from some other clowns that are chasing them, they take like a fire pull down, and they end up in the, like this crazy funhouse thing. And so they're trying to get through this like funhouse of mirrors and through all these balloons. And the Terenzi brothers come in. In the truck to save the day. They're covered now in lady clown kisses. They are. On their, on their faces, lady clown lipstick. So they finally got some, like they wanted all along. So actually for the Terenzi brothers, it didn't go too badly. I mean, I don't know how it would be your first time with a with an extraterrestrial clown, but maybe it would be out of this world. Out of this uh, world? I don't know. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Out of this world. I knew it. I, knew it. I, knew it. Uh, I would like to point out the, the one little I thought was fun is when they find the tiny doors and Mike's just like, another door another door just keeps going with these like stupid tiny doors i mean this is what i mean like this movie really has fun with what it is and i think they're self-aware to know that that's so so stupid that it's funny tiny doors all over this room um and yeah so there's also the ice cream truck comes in and and, and, and and it pretends to be a clown because it's got this big clown head on the top of the ice cream truck and they have the loudspeaker so finally the use of this truck is like there's why we have this ice cream truck in this movie right great so and powerful have, jojo yep the great and powerful oz kind of moment and so they pretend to be uh, the leader to try to get all these clowns to stop attacking their friends um and then Which is but a great this, a great move Brilliant. And the amount of clowns in this scene really impressive like you know you you think there's like maybe five main clowns but then this is like 25 30 clowns like the, the amount of work that had to go into 
sculpting every single mask and really doing that is is so impressive so much Those heads are so intricate it. yeah very and very so, intricate and so expressive as well uh and and terrifying absolutely terrifying the amount of people who see the clowns in this movie and are like ah, oh, clowns like you do you not see immediately that there's something terrible with them terribly wrong with them i think that about all clowns but anyway um okay. <laughs> So then this big boss uh, puppet clown descends from like somewhere in the in the in the layer of, of this spaceship. And he is like the master clown. He's like this terrifying big old clown puppet thing. He's on strings, but he comes in and he comes to smash bang that truck. He's like, oh, you brought you brought a big truck to fight me? I don't think so. I'm the I'm the oh, who's the master? I'm the master. And he's like goes to like slam down um the truck and it's a big old puppet fight and the Terenzi's d- brothers decide to stay in the truck uh, for no good reason because mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. they said we rented it and I was like that's not a good reason enough reason for me to stay in a truck that's about to get Hulk smashed by no. a big old clown uh, the but- giant clown grabs Dave uh, but De- Mike and Debbie get out and the spaceship takes off so we think uh, Dave and the Terenzi's are dead but are they but uh dave is able to pop the giant clown's nose with his police badge look at the metaphor there and it explodes into horrible fireworks uh a clown car falls from the sky and everybody is okay the police even had their way with this movie too and i was like man even this bs movie this police still got this narrative okay okay but uh you know and the, as all the police show up all too. all the other police brigade shows up to see like, oh, so they actually all get to see the ship in action. Like, oh, my God, their faces of like, oh, that guy wasn't lying. Like there was like literally an extraterrestrial moment happening here. We yeah. brought like literally like knives to this gunfight. Like this is insane. Uh, Great ship design as well. Lo- uh-huh. Really love the takeoff scene is, is really nice. Uh, and then this movie ends with our main characters getting sky pied to the face which comic ending a fine b are those the killer pies are they now going to be dead and dissolved is that really how the movie ends i don't think so because there was like they have the end up with all the fireworks and stuff too and dave i mean and the trendy brothers yeah they have all the ice cream from the cooler is on over their face so i don't know if that's just necessarily the pie stuff but it's a combination of the of the ice cream from the cooler because they say that's how they save themselves um I don't think it's over though because there's still feels like more popcorn coming out of that thing from the sky. And I think enough seeds were planted that there's definitely got to be some sequels, right? Like there's like, yeah, I don't know if there, did they make sequels to this? I'm embarrassed that I don't know that it gives my, my, my horror movie sort of like a cred. If you don't know enough about killer clowns from outer space, Julia, it's okay. Film series. It's, so uh for me i think that this movie knows what it is and goes for what it is entirely and so that's what makes it fun you know you don't have a a b movie that's taking itself super seriously because they know the concept in itself is ridiculous but you hear a title kill the clowns from outer space especially clowns with a k and you're like yes i want to see this movie that sounds that sounds fun It, it gives you what you want you want killer clowns from outer space and you fucking get them 
Yeah, that's uh, that's all you want. It's like snakes on a plane. Like I heard, I was listening right. to something the other day about how like that was the working title of the movie. That wasn't the actual title of the movie, but it got leaked, and so people were like, if if Samuel Jackson isn't saying motherfucking planes on a mother, you know, I'm not gonna get, yeah. kill these motherfucking you know snakes on this motherfucking plane. Like I don't want it, and so they added the line because like fans were already asking for it, and they made that thing happen. Um, there is no sequel. I just look up Julia. People okay. have been wanting a sequel for this movie forever. Um, there's a lot of reasons, I guess, why not. We can get into that maybe on the Patreon. Sure. But- well, I, I I would only be interested in a sequel if the Chiodo brothers did it. I only want it from them because this movie right. is clearly so them. And I love that. They're like, this is so to have somebody else's vision, I think, wouldn't be nearly as interesting. Let's Correct. get into some gore factor. Would you like sure. to read us some, my, my Duchess? Yes. I would love it. Gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, run for the barf bag. Y'all, this clown round is not going to disappoint. This is a five. These clowns are violent, okay? They are uh, just killing people left and right, and there's a lot of blood and weird weird things happening and literal decapitations. So Yeah, and drinking yeah, drinking bloods out of drinking twisty blood. straws. Yep. Uh, movie ratings, yep. zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, better barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I give this movie a four. Not too shabby. I think it's really fun and I enjoyed it much more than I thought it would. I thought I, I thought it was, you know, because this kind of level of production can often look like that level of production. And though it does look cheap, it also is so well designed that I'm super into it. And I go, okay, you've you've given me a very specific look and i love that yeah no it's fantastic um i gave it a three i think seen worse seen better but i love this movie <laughs> not saying that threes are not bad it's just like oh my god i'm gonna put this on for me and my friends um do i need to watch this 10 more times i don't know probably not but mm-hmm. i'm not mad if it's on you know okay. um i love my killer clowns um they're creepy as hell um a lot yeah, of weird, how, did, how did these moments tr- how did this fare for you? As these as are this know, kind we- of this kind of really scary clowns. Okay. <laughs> I don't like their faces. It's like they're all uncanny valley. They're all really creepy. They all give too much emotion and not enough at the same time. And I hate it. But okay. I made it. <laughs> wow! All right, good job. What a brave lady you are taking on these killer clowns. They are it's terrifying. Not my first time seeing this movie either, so I'm just okay. like revisiting. So it's, it's okay. a lot. Okay. Well, I am I am proud of you for for facing your fears head on uh with this this movie and and as well me because I I this is the first time watching it since it scared me as a kid and now I go okay, I've conquered this fear and I can handle this movie and I actually enjoy it and think it's fun. You so, are next on the other side. Congratulations, <laughs> Julia. Thank you. Congratulations, Terry. Next yeah. week we're going to continue our clown round with a movie that you, I think you will be surprised that I have not seen. I have you not haven't? seen I have not seen House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, I don't know how I've missed it. I've seen Devil's Rejects, but I have not seen House of a Thousand Corpses. So I am excited to see it. I know all the images and the characters and whatnot. And I know this is a very divisive film. I know some people really do not like it and some people really really? do. Yes, because uh, Rob Zombie is a very specific kind of filmmaker. And we're well, going to be talking about, about that, that next week. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So you can find us online on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We love to talk to our listeners. We also have a Patreon. If you enjoy what we do, support us. Uh, we are ladies working hard to bring you good content. We get, you know, week we're trying after to le- week. Look at- over 250 up, episodes know? over 250 episodes we're, yeah. we're trying and um, and yeah i just oh i love you guys so thank you for supporting us those that do and uh we really do appreciate it it does help us with all the all the things we have to do to, to keep the show going so thank you so much so we will see you next week for house of a thousand 
corpses. How many? About how many corpses are there going to be? I mean, exactly in this film? Uh, I believe one thousand. Oh, thank you so much. I'll see. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll got note. Oh, thank you. We'll see you there. Oh, very okay. good. Very good. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Rhine. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horrormoviesurvivalguide. <laughs>